0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Harvest Community Church podcast. We hope this message today brings you encouragement and inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey. If you ever have any questions or you wanna learn more about us as a church, you can always check us out at harvesttn.com. Enjoy the message. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. How many, how many we got? How many we got in here? How many of y'all raising hands up here? Be proud proud ones. Yeah. Yeehaw. We are glad that you are here. Uh, just the very fact that you're here you've, means you've survived a whole lot. <laughs> so we're glad of your survival, and we're glad that you have chosen to be here on this day of survival with all of us. Let me ask you a question, <clears throat> and this is for everybody, uh, not just dads. Why are you here? Let me just, why are you here? Why did you even come? Worship, love your family. Love family. <laughs> Lo- huh? Who said something? Okay. Okay, let me, so let me ask you, can you not, can you, can you worship anywhere besides here? So you don't have to be here to worship, right? And you can love your family without being in this room, right? You can love Alba without being here, right? So why are you here? (laughs) See, I don't even understand why you're here. Lee, get out of here. I don't know. (laughs) Go eat dinner. See, I'm going to hurry and get to dinner, okay? That's all there is. No. No, and and all those are good answers. They really are. All those are really good answers. Um, I think sometimes, if we're honest, we're just here because it's what we do on Sunday. Yeah, but I'm here because it's what I did last Sunday and the Sunday before that. That's just what I do on Sundays. That's why I'm here. Um, And that's okay. Because sometimes it's just the very fact that you're here that's going to place you in a position or a place for a miracle. Sometimes not being in the right place at the right time just prevents you from the opportunity that you have to receive something special from the Lord. So can you say this with me um, and, and, and just, just, just um, repeat these words with me. It was on Father's Day. It was on Father's Day. 2021. 2021. Okay. <laughs> See, we're going to finish that later. Because it could be it was on Father's Day 2021 that my life was changed forever. And see, that is a good day. Father's Day is a good day for your life to change forever because you don't have to try to remember months and dates. Right? (laughs) You're having a conversation with your kids one day and you say, honey, It was on Father's Day 2021 that Daddy's life was changed forever. You don't have to say, let's see, it was on June. What was that day? No, just Father's Day 2021, my life was changed forever. It was on Father's Day 2021 that my eyes were open to things that I had never seen before. It was Father's Day. It was on Father's Day 2021, but I don't know that yet. Because for some of you, it's going to be, it was on Father's Day 2021 that I went to church, and then we left, and then we went out to eat, and we went home. <laughs> that's all there was. Look with me at Mark. One of my favorite passages. <clears throat> if you've been here at Harvest any amount of time, you've probably heard me preach on this one 743 times. But that's Okay. Mark chapter 10, verse 46. Mark chapter 10, verse 46. Then they came to Jericho. Whose they? Well, Jesus and his disciples. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, which means he didn't have a name, right? Bar Timaeus just means son of Timaeus. So it's like saying the, the blind boy that was a son of Timaeus. He was only known for being blind. He was only known for Let me, share this before I, let me share this before I go on, because I think it's important that you understand this. Being blind in this day is not like being blind today. Technology today, you can be physically blind and you can run a computer. You can be physically blind and you can read a book. You can be physically blind and you can function in society very well. In this day, being blind meant that you were a burden to society. Being blind meant that you were insignificant It was not a good thing, and people didn't look at you as in, yes, okay, this person is is just that he's blind, but he's functioning like everybody else. No, you were kind of set aside. All the rest of the family were over here, and they're working to try to make a living so they can put food on the table. And you are a body not working, but it still has to be fed. You're a burden on the family. You're a burden on society. You're a burden on people, and that's how they felt. They felt every bit of that burden to people upon their shoulders, sinking all the way deep down inside to the point of feeling insignificant in the culture. You with me now? Understand the difference? Now let's keep on reading. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, that was in that crowd walking. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him, told him to be quiet, shut up. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up. This crowd, crowds are weird. Because this crowd is screaming, shut up, shut up. And now they're saying, cheer up, cheer up. What do, you, what do you want me to do? On your feet, now it's stand up. Shut up, cheer up, stand up. <laughs> Only church people can confuse you that bad. <laughs> what do you want me to, Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you, Jesus? Ask him, the blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and he followed Jesus along the path. What do you want Jesus to do for you today? I think it's a good question, don't you? It's a good question. What do you want him to do for you today? I want you to get a picture of this. There is a crowd that has just come into town. Now, it's interesting to me that, and we're gonna see this, but it is so interesting to me that they, then they came to Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd were leaving the city. They came to Jericho, but nothing significant happened in the city, so they came and they went. I wonder today on this Sunday, Father's Day 2021, how many Church services will come and go and nothing happened. They went to Jericho, nothing significant happens. They came and they went, but it was on the way out. Suddenly things are gonna change. This day is going to be different. They're on their way out, this crowd is, is all around Jesus and when we're talking about a crowd, a large crowd, there's a lot of people around Jesus. Bartimaeus is used to being, being brought or led to this place outside the gate to beg. This is what he does. He begs. He's lost all of his dignity. He's lost all of his reason for going other than just to get something that day, hoping somebody will throw something his way that'll put something, so a little bit of food on his, on his plate. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that every day and, and the crowd and the people around you, how do crowds respond? How do we respond to the beggar? How do we respond to the beggar? I'll tell you what I do, I turn my head. Anybody else do that? You ever pull up to the stop sign or the red light and here somebody with a sign? Don't you hate that? I just don't like to feel, I don't like to have to wonder, should I or shouldn't I? Anybody else? Carla never wonders. She's always should, should, should. Carla's ready to jump out the door and start (laughs) throwing money. But see, in my mind, there's all these struggles. What are they going to do with the money? They're going to buy some Mary Jane, some wacky weed, they're going to buy some, <laughs> they're going to buy some blow, well, I don't know, is that what it's called, <laughs> I'm making up, I'm just making up stuff now, I don't know what they're going to do with it, They are going to buy some whiskey, I don't know what they're going to do with it. But then again, maybe if I was in their shoes and I didn't know Jesus and that's all I had, maybe drunk is the only way to make it. Maybe drunk's the only way to survive. I don't know, I don't know. But all I know is when you get a crowd of people moving, the last thing you need are beggars in the way, keeping or stopping the crowd. But from the beggar's point of view, and don't be sending me emails on that, you gotta listen to the whole sermon before you start judging me, okay? <laughs> Bartimaeus is sitting there. He can't see. He's taking, he's sitting and he's taking his cloak and the cloak was used. They'll lay their cloak in their lap in a way that as people come by, they can throw money. So he's sitting there and all he hears are people, but he knows that all the rustle of people, this could be a good sign. This could be a good day. A lot of people coming through, this could be a good day. I may get a whole lot more than I usually get. And so he's, he's trying to what is, I don't know what's going on, there's something special, what is it, who is it? And somebody says, Bart, it's Jesus, it's it's Jesus of Nazareth, and and I can hear him say, okay, Jesus of Nazareth, did you say Jesus of Nazareth? Not Jesus of Cyprus, because see, Jesus wasn't the only one with that name. Jesus of Nazareth? The one that I've heard about? The one that scripture prophesied about? The one that came to save his people from the sin, from his sin, the, the healer, the Messiah, that one? And so he stands up in the middle of all this crowd and he begins to scream out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And as he cries out, it, it, it irritates the people. It's like, son, don't you know, it don't take all that. You know, like the church you go to, where you want to just shout, because Jesus did something in your life, and you just "Whoa!" and then the lady next to you says, "Honey, don't take all that. <laughs> just calm down a little bit. Jesus don't need all that noise. I think sometimes he needs a little bit of noise." Because it was the noise that got his attention, but under the noise was a desperation, and Jesus was always drawn to a desperate heart. He was always drawn to that heart of somebody who says, there's something, Jesus, that you have that I need that I can't get any other way. I appreciate all of these people and all they've always been given. And I know some of them are just giving to me because they don't want to help in any other way. I know that some of them are giving because they just want to ease their conscience and feel better about themselves. I know that and I appreciate it. But Jesus, there's something that you can do in my life that nobody else can do. So he's crying out, Jesus, Jesus be quiet, shut up, you always hear it. We stand here singing, and we're singing something about grace, and from right back in this section, I hear a hoot. Where'd that come from? Somebody say, yeah. See, in that moment I knew, oop, somebody has experienced his grace. Because there's moments when you really experience the grace of God, There are moments when you have really experienced the grace of God that you just can't be silent. It just comes out. It comes out before your wife has a chance to, (laughs) honey, it comes out, why? Because deep down inside of you, you know that either there's a need that only he can meet or there's a need that only he met. And when the need is the one that only he met, it makes you wanna praise him. And when it's the need that only he can meet, it wants you to pray to him. But something draws you to Jesus. And so here here he is, he's going down the way. Bartimaeus, he's crying out, he's crying out, Lord, have mercy on me. What's his issue? How many of you, we know he's blind, right? He can't see. But when you're blind, The only way that you know what you can't see is if somebody who can see tells you what they see. Am I right about that? Who is it? Because I can't see. But somebody who can see says it's Jesus of Nazareth. Do you see why it's important for those of us who can see to tell a world who can't see who it is that is the answer? They can't see. I remember, you know, you know I've told you a little bit about this, but, but Carla and I going through a, a remodel situation and kind of a build out. It all started with some precious friends of ours, Travis and Amy Patterson, coming over for lasagna. (laughs) So we have lasagna. And so Carla says, what do you think? You know, Travis is is a builder, and so they they can see things. They see things. So Carla says, something about taking a wall out. And Amy said, well, why not take this wall out too and maybe just take that down and change that and move that and do this and <laughs> I'm thinking okay I'm going to distract Travis <laughs> I can't get I can't let him get in, in on this too because I'll be I'll have a new house built here soon <laughs> two people who could see what I could not see they were even talking about it and I couldn't see it it could be because dollar signs kept jumping up in my head. I'm not sure. <laughs> but I couldn't see it. But they could see it. So now I've got a choice. Do I believe and trust what they can see? Or do I just remain blind and in my situation? See, we got a large family. And when I say large family, large in many ways. There's 11 of us. And nobody in our family is small. I think Ethan, I mean, he won't even be two until November. He's six feet tall already, I think. (laughs) Nobody's small in our family. And 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 we needed we, we were having to do shift work. I mean it shifts like like to be able to visit, okay. Only five people could have air conditioning at the same at one time. So the other people had to go outside in the heat and these people got to get some air. And then when it was time, all these people had to go out, and these people could come back and get some air. Just no room, not big enough. I saw a problem, there was an issue, but I could not see the fix. They saw it, and they told us what they saw. And even with telling us what they saw, Carla saw it, but I couldn't see it. Now, do I trust what they saw because I can't see, or do I choose to live my life as I've always lived it, only trusting in what I can see, or do I trust somebody else's ability to see? Does this make sense to anybody? Bartimaeus had to trust that that person who said it's Jesus of Nazareth was telling him the truth because they saw Jesus, but he couldn't but he responded to what they saw, not by just sitting there. He responded to what they saw by saying, I want to see what they see. I want to be able to see this Jesus of Nazareth. I want to see. I can't see. I'm blind, but I want to see. What do I do to see? Jesus! Jesus! He began to cry out, what was that down inside? You will do things when you are desperate that you will do no other time. See, most of the time we're too worried about being dignified. But you get hungry enough, you'll lose your dignity. Anybody tracking with me? We want to stay dignified, but here's what I have seen. There's a point in people's lives that they can get to where dignity is out the door. I just need to be free. I need to be set free from this addiction. I need to be saved. I need to find freedom in my life. I need to be able to walk this life not bound by sin. I need to be free. But how desperate are we? And, and we've created a situation really kind of so that you can, let's turn the lights down low. I do this so I'm not being critical. Turn the lights down low. Everybody close your eyes. Now, does anybody here want to get saved? Just hurry and raise your hand up and put it back down real fast because you don't want anybody on the spot. Jesus! Jesus! <laughs> Have mercy on me! He got Jesus' attention. Now, I'm not telling you that you had to scream out to get Jesus' attention. But I am telling you there are going to be moments that you are so desperate in that moment that you're going to scream out to get his attention. Is anybody tracking with me? Do you want to see? Do you want to see what others can see? Do you want to see that Jesus that others tell you about that set them free? Do you want to see the Jesus that broke addictions? Do you want to see Jesus that that made the prostitute pure again? Do you want to see that Jesus? Do you want to see the Jesus that gave this, this drug dealer another opportunity to live his life? Do you want to see Jesus? Are you willing to say to all of those people who are continually desiring to enable your situation to remain the same? Get this with me. All those people that gave to him, and I'm not saying giving's wrong, don't get me wrong, but all those people who gave to him only enabled him to be able to stay the same. There's a moment to where we have to say the only way this person is ever gonna find Jesus is if I quit enabling. Man, that's tough. That's a tough one because we're compassionate people. We don't want to see anybody hurt, am I right? But there are moments there are moments when we are trying to fix people and all we're, tr- all we're doing is hurting when we just keep enabling them to stay the same because we don't want them to hurt. We don't want them to feel uncomfortable. Is anybody tracking with me? So we keep enabling that. And in 10 years, we keep enabling, and there's still a blind man that could see, that could be seeing by now, but can't because we keep enabling. Mm, that one landed somewhere. That one landed somewhere. And if you're the one being enabled, understand it's a comfortable place. It can be comfortable to have other people enabling your situation. But can you see? Could you see maybe a life of hope? Could you see maybe a life that's totally different than what you've been able to see? You can't see yourself making it in life. You can't see yourself getting a job. You can't see yourself getting married. You can't see yourself with children or you can't see yourself buying a home. You can't see yourself doing those things because the enemy has convinced you that you're insignificant and you don't matter and you'll never amount to anything. But I want you to know that when Jesus gets inside of you, he can help you see what you could no otherwise see. He will raise you. He will lift you to a place that will help you see. The blind man is crying out. How many of you see this opportunity? Do you see an opportunity here? Jesus is passing by. There's not a lot of time to think because he's passing by. I got to decide. I got to decide do I scream or do I sit here? Do I scream or do I sit here? If I scream, what are people going to think? If I shout out Jesus' name, what are people going to think? People are going to think I'm crazy. But then how many of them already think I'm crazy because I'm sitting here begging and they don't know my life and they don't know how bad it is. Yeah, they can tell me to shut up. But if I shut up, well, I mean, they, they don't know what it is to come here every day and sit here and feel humiliated as I'm begging people to give me their hard-earned money because I can't make it in society because I am blind, I am. I can't see. And there's nobody here to, to help me. I don't know what to do, but he's gone. I hear the footsteps, and it's going faster, and he's gonna be gone soon. I don't know what to do. He's gonna be gone soon. Somebody, tell me what to do. And suddenly in desperation to not let him get too far gone. He screams out, Jesus! That's what some of you need to do today. You just need to be screaming out, Jesus! I know you think your life is good. I know you think you got it all together. But can you see Spiritually. Can you see spiritually? Because what you can't see that's in your blind spot may be what's going to destroy you. Can you see spiritually? Because we're so focused on this flesh and blood world we seem to not be able to see beyond that i'm going to i'm going to have a little section of this mes- message called the confessions of a pastor that's not a good book. <laughs> we went through COVID. And coming out the other end when everybody says, okay, guys, let's get, let's, let's, let's get the world back together. Governor says, hey, guys, get back at it. Go. Go do what you got to do. Church is, and thank the Lord, we're in a place where church has been essential. You understand what I'm saying? But in a lot of parts of our country, church was not essential. Bars were essential. Churches were not essential. Um, Because you can drown out what you're going through with a good drunk. But if you live a flesh and blood life, you can't understand spiritual prayer. Does this make sense? So when the people who kind of run the show are flesh and blood, they can only look at flesh and blood answers because they can't see. They can't see. They're blind to the spiritual. That one's obvious. But as we came out, and here's my confession, here's my struggle, here's what I struggle with. Man, I could see the people coming back by the thousands. Are you with me? No, you're not. Pardon me, the people running the cameras. I know I made it difficult, but they're trying to go to sleep on me right at the most important moment, and it is not going to (laughs) happen. The world shuts down. We can't go to church. We're all at home. Harvest spends $30,000 to try to get a decent thing out there so you can at least have something in your home pastors are struggling where people see God, the way we're built as shepherds, virtual sheep are kind of (laughs) hard. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, God built us to shepherd sheep and virtual sheep are hard to shepherd. We only imagine, I can't see you, but I know you're out there. I'd have people say, I watched it online. I really want to drill them. I want to test them, see if they really did what I preach on. But then I thought, even when they attended, they couldn't tell me what I preached on, so that wouldn't help it. (laughs) Here's here's what I imagined. See, the body of Christ functions together. Right? Right? there's something powerful together? We're called a body for a reason. Can we we survive alone? You can survive that way, but we were not built to thrive that way. We were built to thrive together. We were built to come together. We were built to worship together. We were built to lift his name up together. We were built to shout together. We were built to rejoice together, to weep together. We were built to sing together. We were built to serve together and all that together was taken away. And so in my mind, it's like man, when this thing opens back up, it is gonna be crazy. There are gonna be people everywhere. Guys, what are we gonna do? We gotta have, and we're thinking of how can we have all these different overflows? We gotta have all overflows. Let's put speakers up outside. They're gonna be standing in the road. People are gonna be everywhere because we've been shut down and they know we need Jesus. They're gonna be everywhere. No, that's not what happened. That's not what is happening. And I'm not just talking about harvest. I'm talking about in this country. It didn't shake us up. It rocked us to sleep. Is anybody with me? See, I'm thinking, shake up! But I'm discovering, rocket by baby, in your house. Don't gotta go to church, cause it's a terrible song, and I'm not good at this. where's the hunger where's the desperation but bud we might die no you're gonna die wait a minute you might die you are gonna die we've had church family members who passed from COVID who never stepped their foot in the door You don't have to be here to die. You can die from anywhere. (laughs) Hey Dylan, no, come on man. (laughs) Save these people. They're about to die. (laughs) Since when was death? the worst thing for the child of God. I have discovered through this that there's something worse than death. It is staying at home and going to sleep on Jesus. There's something worse than death and it's falling asleep spiritually until you say these words, we're gonna come back, but we just got out of the habit, God forbid. Is anybody tracking with me? There's something we can't see. There's something we're not seeing. Yes, the world is blind, yes, the world is blind to Jesus, blind to seeing, blind spiritually, yes, but those of us that should be able to see, there's a blind spot that we're not seeing. And if we don't figure out how to see in the blind spot, there's gonna be a crash. How many of you have ever wrecked a car because you merged into a lane onto another car or almost wrecked because the car that was over here was in your blind spot and you couldn't see it. What is in our blind spot is slumber. What is in our blind spot is apathy. We're not seeing the crash that is coming because we are sleeping at the wheel. we're are, There's a slumber in the blinds, but we don't even know we're sleeping. We don't even know where we are spiritually. And so what I'm saying is, can we, no matter where you are today, can this be the day that you say, it was on Father's Day, 2021, that I woke up in a way that I had never been awake spiritually before. I came to know Jesus in a way that I had never known Him before. Could this be the day, could this be the day it was on Father's Day 2021 that my marriage was healed. It was on Father's Day 2021 that my son came to know Jesus. It was on Father's Day 2021 that I finally opened my heart up, let go of everything that was keeping me from Jesus and I ran to him, it was on Father's Day 2021. Now listen to this, Jesus said, call him, call him. So he calls him. And all the people that were telling him to shut up are now saying, cheer up, Jesus is calling you. And that means something when Jesus calls you. I'm not telling you, I'm not telling you that the, the Lord can't do miracles at any time, but I've learned through experience in life that there are moments when the manifest presence of the Lord is there in a way that you feel drawn in a way that you don't every day. Can anybody attest to that with me? Yes, he's, yes, he's all those things. He's omniscient, he's omnipotent, he's all those things. He's everywhere, he's all power, yes, he is. But there are moments. Why do you need to be in this building on Sundays? Why? Because there are moments in this room when heaven comes to earth and the manifest presence of Jesus is here and you find something that you can't find. say, bud, you mean I can't worship alone? Yes, you can. You can. I do it all the time. I dance. I worship. I shout. I do all those things. But I'm telling you, when I come in here with you guys, I wouldn't trade my alone time But I also don't want to trade my time with you because we're a body. We're a body. Heard a preacher giving a little testimony about a lady that they were gonna, they were getting ready to pray together and and worship and praise together. And she had a paralyzed arm. And so he said, they walked in the rooms getting ready and she looked over at her arm, she said, don't you? No, you don't. You're gonna praise him too. And she grabbed her arm and threw her, raised it up. You're gonna. She's telling her arm what to do. Some of us need to tell ourselves what it's gonna do in praise and worship to Him. But I digress. I gotta. See, I gotta get this part. When he gets up to go to Jesus, he throws his cloak aside. This is big because he knows he will never see it again. This is what he has used to gather the money that he has gathered. This is what he has used to stay warm while he's begging, sitting here begging. The very fact, the very fact that he throws it aside means he has just established in his mind that Jesus is gonna give him what he's there for and that he's walking away from his past. He's walking away from it. He's not gonna need that anymore. He's not gonna need it anymore because he's gonna see now. He's gonna see things the way he's never seen them before. He don't need it. Some of you are in this room right where you sit right now, the enemy's trying to lie to you to convince you to stay in your situation. But I am telling you that if you will find deep down inside of you this desperation that will cry out to Jesus and just say, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. When he looks at you and he says, what do you want? You just say, I want to see. I want to see you the way I've never seen you before. I want to see spiritually the way I've never seen spiritually before. I want to see a coming revival that will change our nation. I want to see my son on fire for you and filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to see my daughter coming to you and laying before you, Lord. I want to see what I cannot see. Will you stand with me, and I'm just going to give you the opportunity to run as Jesus passes by. Do you feel the tug? Is he passing by your place? Do you sense this tug that you ordinarily do not sense when you go to a service? So there's something going on inside of you, that means at this moment, opportunity is present. And if you will meet opportunity with faith, God can do something in your life today. Precious Holy Spirit, they're yours. You do your thing today, I pray. Will you come? Will you come? Just up here, whatever your need is, and just say, Jesus, I want you. I want you, I wanna see, I wanna see you, Lord. I wanna see you in my life. I long for you, I desire to know you. I long to know you. Nothing is worth, nothing in my past, no relationship, no thing, no place, nothing is more important. In this moment, Jesus, then knowing you, you can run. Anybody in this room want to pray to receive Jesus right now as your Savior, lift up your hand and I'm going to pray with you. Anybody? But I want to receive Jesus right now. It's my Savior. I want to pray. I'm going to pray with you. Anybody. Precious Holy Spirit. Thank you for exalting Jesus today. Thank you for reminding us that through Him we can see We can even see that leaving this world is not a bad thing. And having loved ones to leave this world to go into your presence is not a bad thing. Hurts, it does hurt, Lord. But it only hurts temporarily for us here because we will one day be there with you. Open our eyes that we may see. Open our eyes that we may see. Open our eyes. Open my eyes that I may see. We praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Woo. It was on Father's Day 2021 We will never forget Jesus met us That day And he did some special things In our hearts Now, it was on Father's Day Also 2021 That we went and celebrated Father's Day With our daddies Grandfathers even daddies that have gone on. My dad's gone on, but I'm going to go celebrate him today and I'm going to make my kids celebrate me. (laughs) I love you. God bless you. You are dismissed. Thank you for joining us today. If you've enjoyed listening, be sure to hit the subscribe button and rate and review the podcast. Thanks again for joining us and we'll see you again next week.